taking his business to the next step. What? Welcome to the Joyous Expansion Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Dupree, scouring the globe to bring you stories of courage, passion, and resilience. If I could sum up this podcast into one word, I would use empathy. Now let's get inspired. Welcome to the Joyous Expansion Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Dupree, here to drop some spiritual knowledge on you. Today I have my first second time guest. How exciting is that? Super exciting. I believe this is episode 53. So it only took 53 episodes for someone's like, come back. I want to come back on your podcast. And I'm like, all right. It's Cal Grappone, somebody who helps children get ready for college and their life after college, which is pretty cool. There's, I don't think enough in that. At least there wasn't 20 or something years ago. I got into computers because it just seemed like the right thing to do. I don't know. Just think there should be almost an entire class that just talks about what exactly you should do in your life and getting ready for the real world, as it were. I had a couple real world classes when I think about it, but they weren't. There's stuff like folding laundry and sewing and terrible cooking. Man, did I suck. I, I ruined pudding. That's how bad my home economics were. But enough about myself. Now is the part where I talk about myself. Because how can I expect my guests to be vulnerable if I am not vulnerable myself? Taking a relaxed December, I believe this is my first podcast I've released so far since William Hung, which I still can't believe i did that one was done in november i believe beginning of december and so i believe it's been two weeks over two weeks since my last podcast episode and that's fine i decided you know it's holidays it's just time to kind of relax and get these out there i do have a bunch of interviews in the pipe so i do have to push forward because i still have more people asking to come on and stuff so that's cool so what's going on in my life it's towards the end of the year so next podcast i'll do a personal end of the year review type thing maybe an end of the decade review holy crap it's gonna be 2020 what have i done with my life i am not nearly where i thought i would be 10 years ago when i started this it's been a push and pull a lot more sadness than i expected i yeah i've been thinking about life sadness and stuff like that and how i don't think i recovered really from my uncle's death to be honest in 2012 that was that was like seven years ago honestly i don't think i ever truly recovered and i didn't allow myself to feel that in life moving forward since then has just been one ignoring of that and thus not really and then when i lost my jobs you know i'm still recovering on that as well i can probably think of my life post my uncle's death and after my uncle's death and i think that really stopped me but anyways, that's not what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about kind of the importance. I want to talk about something positive about myself. Sometimes I feel like I'm come up here and talk about I'm not, you know, I'm not where I want to be, blah, blah, blah. But I want to talk about something I am proud of myself. I'm not a perfect person. So, but at the same time, sometimes it's good to look at myself and think some aspects of myself, I am able to be a decent human being. My girlfriend was going through something and I don't want to go into it because it's up to her to talk about, but it's something family related. And I was able to be there for her. And by be there for her, I mean be there for her. And one thing that I like that the work I've done has allowed me to do is to allow myself to process my emotions in a way where I do a 
pretty good job of not really taking them out on other people and also that allows me to be there for somebody but actually be there for somebody this is one thing i was thinking about lately that most people don't do a really good job of listening and being there for people and what i mean by being there for people is a lot of times especially when someone goes through something stressful they make it about them and there was a lot of people in my life when i especially even when i talk about myself and what i'm going through they will make it about them and their experience and how what i'm going through goes through them instead of just listening i remember having a conversation with somebody who yes a lot of things in my past was because of this person and what they did for me but at the same time when i try to talk to this person about it they would take it personally and make it about them which that wasn't what the conversation was that's a different conversation this is me talking about my experience and the reality is none of my experiences are especially about them in the sense of they're about how i react to them because one thing i know in life is that you don't ever you don't really know anybody in a sense you can do your best and try your best but you never know exactly what's going on in their head and what you're experiencing is your interpretation of them and that's based on your past experiences and what it truly means to be there for somebody is letting go at best your past experiences this one thing i really enjoyed about life coach training when i went through it with invite change this ability to listen to somebody actively and take my baggage and let it go and truly be there for somebody so that i'm not taking my baggage and adding it onto theirs and i think that's one thing that it's very hard to do number one it takes a lot of breathing breathing is so important but at the same time it's hard especially if it's not someone you care about and they mention something about you to not take that personal or think something bad's going to happen it's not always easy I'm not saying it is. I mean, this is one of the instances where I was being there for somebody and it had very little to do with me in the entire, in you know, in the entire grand scheme of things. I was, it had nothing to do with me. It wasn't something I did. It wasn't something that I was a, really a part of, but I was able to be there for the person. But at the same time, even in that situation, a lot of people do put themselves into that. I know I'm talking about generic, but it's not my job to tell everybody it's my girlfriend's business i'll tell my business to freaking anyone on this podcast but i guess i just wanted to ask you a question how do you relate to people are you able to just sit there and be there for someone and just listen and not think about your past or not think about what it means to you not think about how it affects you but just be there for them to truly listen to them to truly just love them for who they are at that moment in my opinion that is one of the true extensions of love true expressions that's a better word expressions a true expression of love Thich Nhat Hanh a Vietnamese Buddhist talks about the true love is to understand people and truly listen to them listening to the point where you work on understanding because once you get to the point where you truly understand person that's what love is now, how much you can truly understand a person is difficult because, again, you're going through your own filter and you're only receiving what they give you. But the question is, is when the, you, they do give you something, are you receiving it or are you trying to think of the thing that you want to give? And one of Stephen Covey's 
seven habits of highly effective people is to seek first to understand and then be understood. That always stuck with me. And it's important to work on understanding. Being there for people and truly understanding where they're coming from to the best of your ability. Again, that is love. Understanding people where they are to the best of your ability. And I just want to give myself a pat on the back for doing my best at doing that for somebody I love. And the fact that I am proud of the work that I've done. Because without the work I've done in the last 13 years or so, or 26, so what, 15 years I've worked on myself. Without that work, I could not have handled it and I couldn't have been there. And I probably would have made a lot of it about me. Because that's what we do in society. Give for the sake of giving. Love for the sake of loving. And be for the sake of being. I wish I could think of a good transition. But my interview next is with Kyle Grappone. Somebody who gives a lot to kids who are working on making their way through life. Kyle Grappone is a youth motivational speaker published author, student coach, and founder of To The Next Step, an educational coaching program that aims to prepare students for the next steps in life, including high school, college, and the real world. Now here is my interview. Once again, Kyle Grappone. Hello, Kyle, and welcome back to my podcast. Oh, thanks for having me. It's good to be back. You're my first, second time guest. How exciting is that? Hey, you know what? I had such a good time the first time. I said, we got to do it again. <laughs> You're here to talk about the expansion of your business. If I remember correctly, you were speaking to college age kids about how to make it in, or kids going into college on how to make it in college in the modern day. Basically, for the last two years, I've been a youth motivational speaker and published book author talking to high school and college students about how to prepare for the next steps in life. Basically, he talks about high school, college, making the most of college, really creating your own experience there, and then ultimately being prepared for the workforce and the real world. And more recently, I transitioned into starting my own educational coaching company called To The Next Step, where we basically coach high school and college students to prepare for the next steps in life. So we kind of take an individualized approach and talk about where they are in their educational journey, and more importantly, where they want to end up, what kind of path they should take, and really cut through a lot of the noise, a lot of the clutter, make the process not so overwhelming, and also help them to understand what's coming next. Wow, I heard the word we. Did you hire some employees? So basically where I'm at right now, the reason I use the word we is because, so I'm the main coach. A lot of the services revolve around me. In the future, we do plan on adding a number of coaches. But the reason I say we, believe it or not, is because a lot of what I do is based on a lot of research I've done. I've talked to a lot of college graduates over the last few years about their time in school, what they would have done differently, what they regret, things of that nature. A lot of the advice that I dispense, a lot of the things we go over are based on that data. I've just wrapped up a research study with a college in New York talking to adults and graduates about being prepared for the workforce and things of that nature. When I say we, I think it's important to know that when you're working with me, when I'm coaching a student, it's not just one person's opinion. It's backed up from an audience of people, a group of people who feel very strongly that today's students have to be aware of how their choices are going to impact the rest of their lives. What about what you were doing before? How did you decide that you needed to expand your business? 
Originally, like I said, I was a youth motivational speaker, and I spoke at about five schools last year. I uh, got a number of great testimonials that are on my website for people to check out. It went very well. That being said, it's a difficult barrier to crack. It's a difficult place to get into. Schools have a lot going on. They have very tight budgets. They have an agenda. They have tests to teach to. So it can be difficult if you're trying to crack that and make that your only sense of income. Basically, what I decided to do was I had already been selling my book and that had been going well. So I knew that the ideas that I had were something that people would want to hear and something people would want to pay for. How do I monetize that? And really, how do I get my message out to even more people? Because the speaking would be maybe a month or two apart. And in that time, I had a lot to say, but I wasn't really getting it out there. That's why I wanted to get into coaching. And really what ended up happening was I wanted to create a company that was focused on these pillars, focused on preparing students for the real world. The reason I wanted to make it a company is because it's not just me. It's not just one person. It really is a group of ideas and the long-term business plan of my company is to bring in other people, to bring in other speakers and other authors who talk about similar topics to really kind of make it a well-rounded message. So really the reason I expanded was because I have a lot to say, I've done a lot of research and I want to offer multiple services. So no matter where a student is, they can take advantage of something we're offering. One thing I learn in coaching circles is, especially when you start a business, to have a wildly audacious goal, kind of like a grand, huge vision of where you want to go. And listening to you talk, I was just wondering, what is your big vision for this? So my big vision is for To The Next Step to include anywhere between five to 10, what I would call ambassadors. And these are individuals who are also motivational speakers, have written their own books, have their own online courses and do their own coaching. And basically you can, you know, the big vision is you come to To The Next Step and you pick really what do you want for your student? Or if you're a student, what are you looking to do? Are you a female and you're looking for female empowerment? That's you would go to one of our speakers or one of our coaches for that. Are you looking for financial help, financial literacy, health and wellness? Something where if a school was to say, you know, we want to prepare our kids for this specific topic to the next step is where you go. Because we have 10 speakers on 10 different topics and we have somebody that is going to be able to help you. Because I'm one person, I have a lot of ideas and I have a very strong base and I can talk a lot about the idea of preparing for those next steps in life. But depending on a student situation, they may run into some steps that I never had to run into before. And I can help them research and I can put them in touch with the right people. But I think the idea of taking control of your future and taking control of each step of your life is so complex at times that more people need to get involved. My idea for this company, my big goal is to have, we'll say 10, for example, 10 different speakers who are also coaches. And for two, the next step to really be that go-to that no matter what issue your student is facing, we have a coach for that. Hmm, that sounds pretty cool. So how do you get started on recruiting coaches for living your vision? So for me, it's always about sharing my vision with people and seeing what they have to say and seeing if they really understand what I'm trying to get across. And then also trying to see what is their vision? What is their specialty specialty that they can help with? If, for example, if, if I talk to somebody who's doing coaching and they are heavily in the female empowerment space, if that is what they're doing, if they're running workshops with young female students and, and teaching them how to be empowered and be leaders and deal with the things that they, maybe they have to deal with down the road, that's something 
that I would definitely look for. You know, I'm looking for people who are positive, but people who have really put the time and energy into their specific topic. I put a lot of time and energy into my topics, and I want to make sure that not only do they put the time and energy, but that they're passionate about it. I'm not really interested in somebody who's in it just for the money. I want them to feel like this is kind of their calling because that's what we do. That's what To the Next Step is supposed to be. It's about supposed to be about passion and your calling. And those are just the things that I would be looking for to bring people in. Do you have any apprehensions about hiring new people to join you? I think at times I do, because at the end of the day, you're not, you know, the people who might be best are not always going to, you're not always going to jive on every point. They may do something outside of the realm that you don't agree with. Perhaps you you really enjoy somebody's message, but you're not happy with the way they conduct themselves on social media, or you're not happy with the way they conduct themselves when they talk about real world events or politics. And you have to be careful because on the one hand, it's okay to disagree with people. I think it's that's one of the things that we're sorely lacking in this country is that we forgot that it's okay to disagree with each other and still respect each other. So I think it's okay to an extent, but there are individuals that I would love to work with, but I don't. Simply because I personally don't agree with the way they conduct themselves outside of what they do. And that's my personal opinion, but it's also not to sound cocky, but it's also my business and I know what I'm looking for. There's definitely apprehension. There's definitely would be a vetting process. Even though I think we're a little whiles away from bringing more people into the fold, I'm always looking for that. But I think I'll know it when I see it. So when it came to taking that next step to creating this business, man. Sometimes questions get away from me. I'm kind of curious on how that idea came to you. Did it come to you in like a vision type thing? Or did you say, oh, man, this is just the next step. Did you have some apprehension about it and waffle for five years? Or did this just come naturally? Well, one of the things that happened was that I was a speaker and an author, but I've always had an open mind because my goal has always been to create a career and a legacy of helping students. And if there's an opportunity to do that, even if it's something I didn't think of, I'm willing to listen to it. What had happened was earlier this year, I had talked to an organization about being one of their coaches. And coaching was something that was kind of new to me. I didn't really think it was going to be something to happen so soon. But basically what had happened was that they were interested and we were going to move forward. Then I didn't hear from them for a while. And when I did, they basically pulled the plug and said that they were reorganizing their organization and they didn't know where coaches fit into it. And at that point, I was so ready to coach that I basically said, you know what? I'm just going to do this myself because what I've learned is that my progress gets halted when I start to rely on other people. When I start to say, I'm only going to be a speaker, well, then I can't progress my message unless somebody hires me. You know, if I say I'm going to coach under somebody else's umbrella, I can't coach unless they give me a client. So for me, it was, I'm going to do this myself. And I didn't really waffle very long at all because I knew I've known for a while this is what I wanted to do. And like you said, it was a, it was a logical next step. I'm also lucky because I've been in corporate America long enough where I understand some of the fundamentals of marketing and creating a business. It just kind of came to me very quickly and said, you know what? I said, this has become, you know, you started as a speaker, but it's become so much more than speaking at this point. Uh, you have a lot to say, but you might as well go out and do this yourself because I've talked to a lot of people who are educational consultants and admissions experts and educational coaches, and they're all wonderful, but they're all doing the same thing. And I didn't really see anybody talking about the things that I'm talking about. Talk to a lot of coaches about different partnerships we want to do, and none of them talk about what I want, what I'm talking about. They talk about 
something similar. But for me, I saw this as an opportunity to take control of this. I'm always telling my students to take control of their futures while I was taking control of mine. And I jumped into it pretty quickly. But at the same time, I decided back in May I was going to do this. But in May, I circled August 1st as a launch date. That wasn't me kind of waffling so much as it was just me saying, you know what, there's a lot that goes on. I want this to be right. I'm okay with waiting until August 1st instead of pushing this out too soon. This reminds me of what Simon Sinek talks about, the knowing your why. And mm -hmm. when you know your why, you can really push forward and create what you want. And it seems like you really found your why you are doing this. Absolutely. I felt, I mean, I felt two years ago when I, this was nothing but, you know, me sending out surveys trying to figure out if I was onto something. This was definitely a situation where I had found my why. And I think it's been strengthened over the last couple of years because I feel very strongly about this topic. I think that there's way too many people in the world who are miserable. There's way too many people in the world who are disengaged with their job. They're dissatisfied with their jobs. They don't like what they do. And I think that that's a big problem. And I think that a lot of them didn't really realize this is what comes next in life. This is the part of life that you don't see coming. And I think that somebody needs to stop and, and kind of help them along. I think people need to give back a little bit. And I think we'll all benefit if today's high school and college students can take a step back and learn how to take control of their future. And if more people go into the workforce enthused, ready to go, wanting to feel accomplished, you know, following a path, following a goal, that's just going to help everybody. And I feel very strongly about it. And I think it's just, and I think also from the research I've done, I think we're just almost at that point. I think in the next couple of years, people are really going to start to sit and wonder why are they, why are we doing this year after year after year? Why are we telling generations one thing and then shoving them out into a real world that is completely different? And that's just, you know, a, what I feel strongly about. And it just keeps increasing and increasing. So, you know, that was my why. And I said that if I'm speaking and writing and coaching and teaching, it needs to be under one umbrella with this fundamental message, because I don't think anybody, not that nobody else is doing it, but I don't think there are many people that focus on some of the things that I focus on. So since August, how has your business been doing so far? So far, it's been pretty good. Um, we've had a handful of coaching clients. The book sales have, have seen a nice increase. And again, the speaking is an uphill battle. I think, again, I think it's tough to identify who brings in a speaker. I think it's tough to be a speaker to get into these schools because my topic isn't, it's not bullying. It's not drugs. It's not suicide. It's not those really important topics that I think you think of when you think of bringing in a speaker. Mine is a little more serious, a little more sterile, and maybe that doesn't excite people, but that's okay. I think that the speaking is something that will continue to grow. But overall, we've gotten a lot of positive feedback. I'm going to be coaching. I'm going to be doing a number of webinars from now until the end of the year with different parent coaches. If you follow my Instagram, which is at Kyle G Speaks, I'll be posting links and pictures and updates for those webinars for people to check out. But I think the webinars are going to be really exciting because I think there's going to be a brand new audience of people, brand new audience of parents to really see what we're doing. I think the coaching is just going to keep getting better. We're going to be getting more clients and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. What are the subjects of these webinars? I'm doing a number of them. One of the ones I'm really excited about is preparing your student for the real world. We're going to be talking about the different ways as a parent that you can guide your child. You can motivate them to care about the future, give them examples. Kind of we supply the parents with talking points to convince their kids that this is serious. This is something that they should be paying attention to. We're going to be doing one on financial literacy, kind of helping these students understand what loans are, what credit cards are, how that impacts the rest of your life. I'm going to be working with a college admissions expert. Her name is Michelle. She runs a company called The College Spy. We're going to be doing a webinar on basically creating a plan for all four years of college, what you should be doing, how you should be approaching it, but also 
tackling that topic from a real human sense. College application process can be very sterile at times. It's do these things and try to get into these colleges. And I think we lose the human aspect about who are you as a person? What type of person do you want to become? What type of impact are you trying to make? What type of environment is important to you? What do you need to succeed? Things like that. That's just a few of the webinars that I'll be doing. And you know, I've had a lot of success connecting with other coaches, like-minded people. And I think we're going to be creating a lot of a lot of fun, free content in the next few weeks. I feel this question is just going to make me sound old, but how do you keep these webinars interesting to children of that age, you know, kids with the lower attention spans than adults, we'll say, because, you know, we've been complaining about children since the dawn, since there were children, but I'm just saying like children generally like things more interesting and engaging. So how do we keep, how do you keep your webinars to engaging the youth? Sure. So one of the things that I do is right off the bat, I basically explain to them why I do what I do. And I think because what I've learned from talking to students at these high schools and colleges that I've spoken out is if you can very quickly explain that the reason you're up there is because there's a part of life they're not going to see coming, that kind of hooks them. They may not admit it, but it hooks them because now you're talking about them in particular, their life, their future. And I very quickly say that, listen, I do this because the people who used to be you are pretty miserable now, and they made a lot of mistakes. And if you listen, I can help you avoid those mistakes. And I've learned that when you talk about somebody's personal issues, you talk about what's in it for them as a person, things definitely change. I often tell them right off the bat that there are some things they need to know. I've learned from reading faces at, at keynotes that I've given that when you talk about those type of things. And you talk about the mistakes of graduates. And I also get very personal. I talk about my mistakes as well. I've had a number of students who, after I've told them how I wasted my time in high school, they've come up to me and said, I'm doing the same thing. And that really was a wake up call for me. That's what I've learned. Some of these webinars are very much for parents. It's very much for parents to understand the value of having a coach. What I will say in some of these webinars, if you come to this webinar, you get a free introductory call. If I do an intro call, what I say to the parents can be very different than what I say to the student. And the student is much more direct. And again, it's really just talking about them as an individual. And that's really what can, what can get their attention most of the time. So what ages should the parents' children be who watches your webinars? I would say anywhere from, you know, high school freshmen all the way into college. Ideally, I think high school parents, high school students will get the most out of it simply because they're at, a, they're at an earlier part in the journey. A lot of these webinars are pretty beneficial if you're a freshman, if you're a sophomore, if you are going through the college application process, or you will be shortly, because a lot of our topics talk about that. I think once you get into college, some of those decisions have been made for you, but I still think when you're in college, then it kind of shifts to the student should really be taking these webinars. I think it's okay for the for high school parents to, to be watching them and kind of relaying the information, but I would say that anyone who is a parent or student of a high school or college student can find tremendous value in different points because we talk about things like mindset and making decisions and the reasons for those decisions. And that can transcend any age. But ideally, if you're a parent and you have a high school student, I think any of these webinars could be tremendously valuable for you. Have you have any fun success stories yet? People who really enjoyed your giving you great feedback? Yeah, I've had a number of different exciting kind of conversations. I had one parent recently, you know, write me a note and tell me how excited that their child was now to, to be in high school. And, you know, I had a father tell me that they were, they, I really made a positive impact on their family. Things were going a little easier and they was a little more excited. And a lot of the things that they had been nagging 
this child about. They didn't have to do anymore. And that there was a genuine excitement. So that's really exciting. You know, I spoke last year at a conference for New Jersey high school students. And the president of the organization that ran that conference and I were able to have, we met at a breakfast earlier this year. And she had told me that they had done a survey and 85% of the attendees feel like they learned something significant, which she said was a tr obviously 85% is a tremendous number, especially with high school students. But she said that there was at least one girl who really was taken back by what I said. And she felt like it was going to make a big change in her life. And that's the biggest part, I think, for me. Because we can get, sometimes we get so bogged down in trying to make the biggest impact possible. And sometimes we feel like what we're doing doesn't really make an impact. And we're just in our little corner of the world. And what does it matter what I do? But if you change one person's direction, they're going to end up changing their own lives. I don't think I change lives. I think I change directions. But if I can change somebody's direction and they change their own life, and they end up living a life of happiness and satisfaction because of what I started years ago, that's everything. Because yeah, I didn't, maybe I didn't change a million lives, but to that person, it doesn't matter because their life is everything. It's stuff like that that I think is really exciting. And the more people hear it and the more we go and the more research we do, it's just going to keep getting better and better. That's really cool. I like listening to fun success stories. <laughs> Before we end the interview, I'm just curious, is there any message that you would like to convey before we end? I think it's the same message that we've talked about throughout this interview. And it's really just a matter of there's an issue. Uh, I don't want to necessarily say a problem. I think there's actually a lot of problems in the world, so I don't want to overuse that word. But there is an issue. And that issue is that every year, high school, high school graduates and college graduates move on to the next phase in their life without really understanding what's coming next. There's a lot of people out there that are really unhappy and it's causing a problem. I think that's why you see a lot of the issues that you see in the world because people are unhappy. They're in debt. They've made bad decisions, bad career decisions, bad financial decisions. And by the time they woke up and realized what they were doing, it's too late. They're in industries they don't like. They're in debt they can't get out of. And I think the worst part about all of this is that it is pretty avoidable. I really do believe that a lot of this is avoidable by simply teaching high school and college students what's coming next in life and the importance of making intentional choices. I think it's very easy. I think that if you can get to a student at a certain age and tell them, stop thinking about what you want to be when you grow up. Start thinking about what type of person do you want to become. Start thinking about the impact you want to make. Because I'm not promising you you'll find a job that'll make you happy. I think the word happy is very subjective. But I can promise you that if you put effort and time into it, you can find different career paths. You can research those career paths, understand what they're all about, and pick something that's going to bring you satisfaction, something that's going to bring you fulfillment. So when you go to work every day, you're ready to go because you chose to be there. You weren't forced to take that job. You're not forced to be in that industry. And you're not blindsided because you spent the last X amount of years researching that industry, researching those jobs. You talked to alumni. You did your internships. You took control at the age of 15. So now at the age of 45, you've built a great career. You're making good money. You're making an impact and you're in control. And that's why I think this needs to be done because I think Students need to understand that there's a whole part of life that you're not going to be ready for unless you take control, unless you take action and stop kind of floating from point to point. And that's what I do. I, like I said, I don't think it's rocket science. I don't think it's incredibly difficult. I just think that I've put together a pretty solid program based on research, interviews, and, and some common sense to really help students take control because once they figure out what they want to do and they figure out the importance of their decisions, everything else starts to fall in line. I think that there's an issue that needs to be solved. And I'm really hoping that people, if you're a parent, I hope that you reach out to me so we can help your student. If you're a student, I hope you reach out to me so we can work together because I think you're going to like what I have to offer. And if you're neither of those, perhaps, you know, you can take it, take some time out to do something 
to help today's younger generations. Because the more people we have following a path of fulfillment, following their dreams, because a lot of people's dreams are to solve problems in the world. And we need more people doing that. We need more people following their passions instead of just taking a job and ended up being miserable about it. I really hope that people start to understand that this is something that needs to be solved. It isn't overly complicated. We just need to work together on it. So now that we're getting to the end of our interviews, uh, one thing that I like to ask my guests is do a one minute of motivation. You can think of this as if you had a time machine and you went back in time to your eight-year-old self and you have to give yourself one minute before you're popped back into the present or you think about it as condensing your current message down to a minute. So you ready to give it another shot? Sure. Awesome. So for me, if I was to go back in time, talk to my old self, a couple points I would hit on is first and foremost, stop following everyone else's advice. You're different. That's not a bad thing. You shouldn't be working in an office. It's not for you. There's a lot of things that go on in corporate America that you just don't have the patience for. Some people do, and that's great, but that's not you. Uh, You should be following anything that helps you be creative, move around and help people. But most importantly, stop floating through life. Pick something, stick with it, try your best at everything because even though you might be taking classes that you'll never use that knowledge again, the habits that you build, the mindsets that you build, you will use again. I would definitely tell my younger self to be more intentional with my choices and really follow my own path because I think things would have turned out much differently if I had done that instead of just kind of taking the path of least resistance. Nice. I can, that sounds like my 41 years. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on my podcast. I am extremely excited about hearing the growth of your company and your and you, period, having being having such an awesome why and passion for your work and seeing how you have not only implement that to help people, but notice how you can grow it into something bigger to make an even bigger impact is extremely exciting and very inspirational. So thank you so much for coming on my podcast and thank you so much for the impact that you make on this world. I really appreciate you having me on. I hope we get to talk again soon. May your day be special. Thank you. There you have it, folks. That is my second interview with Kyle Grappone. I am very thankful for him to come on my podcast a second time and also talk about what it takes to take your business to the next level. If you listen to his last interview, he talked about what it's like to start a speaking business. And then he started to take another step through inspiration. And he was so kind to come on my podcast and not only talk about what he's doing, but the process in doing it while being very vulnerable about it, being very vulnerable of what it takes to start a business to your next level. So I give Kyle a huge commendation for coming on here and being vulnerable and talking as somebody who is in the position where he is where he's taking that next step and not coming on here and just doing an you know 20 something minute infomercial on his new thing but really talking about not only how awesome he's taking his life but also the struggles it takes to start something like that so you can too recognize that yes what you're doing is awesome and You can also grow. That's the point of this podcast. This is the type of interviews that I love. The ones that show not only the awesome things that Kyle is doing, because what Kyle is doing awesome. I love the idea of teaching people to really look at what they want in life and who they want to become. I can be honest. I wish in junior high and high school, someone really talked to me about that. I was just kind of shown vocations and taking personality tests. But thing is, I was smart enough to know, well, this seems to be the kind of personality that a computer programmer should be. And since computers are the way of the future and I like math, I should go into computers. But no one really talked to me 
about what I wanted to be and who I wanted to become. In fact, I don't think anyone ever asked me that question of who I want to become. Who do I want to be? How do I want to show up in the world? Those are important questions. And people like Kyle, I highly suggest if you have children in junior high, high school, those are the questions you want to ask them. Because, the you know, you get caught up in friends and caught up in the things that, you know are super mega important when you're 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. And you don't realize don't really matter when you're in your 30s and 40s. But unfortunately, I know that was hard for me to believe back then because of my worldview. But at the same time, if you just continue to preach that and continue to just ask those questions, and Kyle is somebody who could help you ask those questions. And so I really hope you check him out and that his next steps, I get wish him all the luck in the world. And I look forward to celebrating his, maybe in a couple years, we can have him on again and he can talk about the successes he's having in the lives that he's changed. Because what he's doing is so important. And let's be honest. Yes, it's important for junior high and high school, but I don't care how old you are right now. Those are the questions, if you haven't thought about them, that you need to think about. Who do you want to become? How do you want to show up in the world? And then do the steps it takes to become that person. Because you are not what you do. You are who you are. And I know how silly and motivational postery that sounds, but that's what life is. When you truly break it down, yes, there's so many complications and gray, but it's also very simple. You are how you show up in this world, and you are who you want to be. And if you're not, you need to make the decision of becoming that person and doing the work it takes to become that person. And if you want to help, you know somebody in junior high, high school, or beginning college, and you want to help them take that next step, you can file Kyle you can follow Kyle on Instagram at Kyle G Speaks or visit his website at www.tothenextup.org. Listeners of this podcast are encouraged to visit his website, sign up for a free one hour intro call, and his free ebook, The Top Five Regrets of College Grads. In addition, listeners of this podcast gets 10% off any coaching package they sign up for. How awesome and gracious is Kyle for giving that? So thank you for listening to episode 53 of the joyous expansion podcast i truly appreciate all the time and effort you listen to this and hopefully you glean something out of it and if you want to tell me what you gained you can email me at bre2tsdupr2es at joyousexpansion.com you can follow me on instagram at joyous expansion and twitter at joyous expansion and facebook at increase your joy i'm also you can check out joyousexpansion.com and more for more information about me, including this podcast at pod.joyousexpansion.com. You can also check out The Church of Awesome. as something that I'm really starting in the beginning of 2020 to take it to my next level. And you can check out thechurchofawesome.com for more information. I am Brett Dupree, once again, the champion of authentic joy, your joyous expansion life coach, the catalyst transformation of The Church of Awesome. Wishing you, once again, to be love, to be joy, to be awesome. Now play my jingle. JoyousExpansion.com JoyousExpansion.com Come and say hello to Brett Dupree He is an inspirational life coach Good for you and good for me He turned my life from grey to blue I'm sure he'll do the same for you Get in touch and you'll see Your life will change dramatically JoyousExpansion.com JoyousExpansion.com Yeah!